0: Happy Wednesday
1: everyone. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Basketball season's over. So here's the deal. Golf is in full swing right now. New customers can bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free plays for every birdie Bryson DeChambeau makes in the first round. It's not too easy to think. It's true. With John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. All right. We got spring football coming up here. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Arizona basketball. We got a lot of different stuff to get to, but let's start with the spring football game coming up here. I will be at the game. You will not be at the game. And um, what we talked about this a little bit yesterday on another platform. I think the first thing that everybody's going to be looking at, and Jamino made an interesting point too that I'll get to in a second. It's the quarterback play what's the quarterback play going to look like? Jaden DeLora comes in. He's a you know, he's a uh uh Pac-12 freshman of the year a couple years ago. He can obviously play if you get those awards you're not we're not just promising you anything right. like that. And so here's here's my take. That's going to be the first thing that you look at is what exactly is the quarterback room look like because last year let's be honest The quarterback play just wasn't good enough. I think it's... uh, Now, I don't think they got necessarily a lot of help, but I never looked at Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer and said, that's the guy. That's the guy. We just need to put the right guys around him. Am I wrong?
2: No. No. Uh, You were hoping from one of the two of them that they'd be a transition opportunity that might be able to level things off a little bit, mm-hmm. give you an idea of what you ultimately wanted to do while you worked to get better players in the program. Right. I think everybody knew that, and I, I suspect they were aware of those rumblings as well, mm-hmm. uh, whether they liked hearing it or not. Right. And so Arizona went out and tried to get better personnel. Right. And we're going to find out if uh, the transfer is a, an example of better personnel. And that's always where it starts. He's the most important player on the field. He's possibly the most important player in, in major sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, not, uh, that's not breaking any ground there. So, if he looks the part, and I suspect he'll look the part better than the other two did, Mm -hmm. that's good news and optimism from a spring game standpoint. Arizona's in an odd situation, though,
1: because you're actually... Jordan McLeod, I was never real... Now, listen, Jordan McLeod was better than Cruz and Plummer, I think it's fair to say. But you don't really want him as a starter. But you know what? If he's my long-term backup, like a Brady Batten type, I'm more than okay with that. Because he showed that he's capable. Again, he's not going to ever be an all-conference guy, but... Even though he wasn't able to put the ball in the end zone, you kind of came away from games thinking that... He has
2: physical athleticism. Yeah, for sure. And and, and whereas I think you felt like with Cruz and with Plummer, there was probably a limitation regardless of what you put around right. them. With McLeod, if you put better players around him, his playmaking ability might have given Arizona, or you know, a little bit better opportunity to do some things right. and make some things happen right. here and there, as opposed to trying to make a play and turning the ball over five times in a game. Right. Even though, I think I think it was the Oregon game, where he had really good numbers and things were optimistic. He also had five interceptions mm-hmm. because. Toward the end of a drive, Arizona drive the ball. I think they gained more yardage than Oregon in that matchup. So they were moving the football with McLeod behind center. But inevitably, something would break down and McLeod would try to do too much Mm. at a given time. And it worked against him. And Oregon was able uh, to win a game that Arizona lingered and made interesting because they had a different quarterback in the fold. So I think McLeod has some skill sets, but he was probably a really good example. Whereas... Whereas Cruz and Plummer had limitations, mm-hmm. and so you could point to them directly and say they aren't the answer at this position. Right. With McLeod, you could say Arizona needs to get a lot of other pieces too.
1: Right. Right. For sure. I think that's exactly right. All right. Now looking at the running back spot, I don't think there were any running backs last year that really took you by storm either. Here's a news flash for you: is we're going by the offensive <laughs> skill position. There might be a you're, theme. You're not going to see anyone where you're like, you know what? They were set. Oh, we don't need anything else. Now there's been a kid. That It's really been impressive. His name's Jonah Coleman. Um, California and Texas recruits are always a little bit interesting to me because I I think a lot of times you can get a very undervalued player who's a quote-unquote three-star because, you know, in Texas, you can't just put – Listen, if you've got 25 five-star equivalents in there, you literally just can't say that you know, we have 25 five-stars in this state. So I think some guys get a little bit underrated. Uh, California is a little bit of the same. Jonah Coleman is one of those guys that uh, he's about 5'9", 210. Reminds me a little bit of J.J. Taylor, in that, and that's not a bad thing. He's not quite as shifty as Taylor, but unlike Taylor, he also is able to fight through contact. He's a guy that I think you're looking at and you're going to probably say – by midseason, he could be a starter. He'd better fight
2: through contact because Arizona might have a lot of contact against it Correct. this year, yes. as it's trying to figure out what to do right. uh, on the line. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of areas, and I think again, this is probably going to be the overall tenor of what the spring game is about. Right. These matchups are about different levels of optimism for different programs. Mm-hmm. You know, there are there are expectations that the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Clemsons, and oh well, we know we got that other eighteen-year-old. Who just came in who's better than the 23 year old who just left <laughs> right, right yes you know, right wow yeah, that guy looked just another going to be another good year. We had a tailgate. We just drew about 180,000 people for our spring game. Uh, So as an excuse to where we can throw a tailgate for the hell of it, even though we know this game is meaningless. Arizona, it's a little bit different. The optimism is a little bit different, but you're going to look at guys uh, from various positions and see if they've got potential to be better options than what the Cats have been able to put on the field over the last what, three or four years or so?
1: All right, the one position though that I can tell you I feel very comfortable saying that is going to be significantly upgraded is the wide receiver position. Now, before we get to that, I gotta tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX basketball or college basketball is done golf season is in full swing new customers you bet five dollars on golf's first major and you get twenty five dollars in free bets for every birdie that bryson dechambeau sinks in the first round all right 21 and up arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP get in on the DraftKings sportsbook app code word phnx all right the wide receiver position does look drastically different um i had a uh, Couple students were at the uh, uh, were at one of the spring practices, and um, I like listening to the kids because you know what? As the kids like to say, they keep it real. And uh, well, they don't, but it's nice they, of them to say a hundred percent don't keep it real. One hundred, yes, they 100. don't keep
2: it real one hundred. Right. But they one hundred
1: say that they keep it real. Correct, yes. But every now and then there is a little bit of a nugget, a, a nugget or a mm. moment of spontaneity that the average adult just doesn't say. <laughs> And I'll, there was one kid that was next to me, and he says, oh, my gosh. He says, the receivers don't aren't my size anymore. And uh, <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's stark. I mean, you watch these guys go out there across the board. I mean, with a couple exceptions, these are all 6'3", 6'4", 6'4", 6'3". And there are a lot of them are freshmen the The best player on the team is going to be a kid named Jacob Cowing. Um, we've talked about him a little bit. He played at UTEP last year. Um, our guy uh, Anthony Tony Jamino um, knows all about him. Caught for almost fourteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns. Uh, he's the best player on the team. He's probably he's been the best player in practice as well. So he's okay, so, that's good. He's certainly a guy to keep an eye on, but. Because
2: I can see being skeptical in that. Well, he came from UTEP, so right. the crap water. He's the only guy at UTEP. UTEP's right. a terrible football team. Right. Uh, so if he's coming up to the Pac-12 uh, after spending some time in that conference, how good is he really? Right. If he's shown in practice that he's uh, significant, not significantly better, but definitely making strides and getting noticed from a practice standpoint, then then that's very good news for
1: the U of A. Yeah, it's very good news. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, though. But that's kind of how all the skill positions shake out. All right. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about Arizona basketball recruiting. John Schuster does not like recruiting, but I will tell you a little bit about the interview that we just had yesterday with a kid named K.J. Lewis from El Paso via Tucson, Arizona, oh, yeah. by the way.
2: yes. Yeah. So there's a little round tripping going on? It is. It is.
1: This kid is the—
2: uh, this a little look, I-10 action, yeah, I-10, I-10 East, Very I-10 much West. I-10. Yes,
1: exactly. Very easy to
2: get from one location for, to another. You're not going to get lost on this trip. For sure, you're
1: 100% trip. not going to get lost. He uh he he's he's drastically different. Um he looks very much like a Olson type player and that he's about 6 foot 5. He's incredibly springy. He can shoot. Um kids like this, I think sometimes tend to get downgraded a little bit because they play in like in El Paso or Houston or, or yeah, not Houston. I know um, what you mean.
2: Yeah. A, a a conference that is viewed with Less credibility. yeah,
1: I think that yeah, that's the that's the best way of putting it. Um but he is a uh, he, he's a guy that if you watch his highlights for five seconds, you can just tell that uh, you know he's a little bit different. And I thought it was very interesting what he was saying about Tommy Lloyd and about what he he uh, I asked him, I said, well, you know, what really sold you on the U of a? And then he said, you know, obviously you watch Coach Lloyd, and you know, you can tell that he uh, lets his guys go plays smooth guy. He said the one thing I wanted to see was how he reacted when things didn't go well for his players. You know, did he all of a sudden start screaming? Did he lose? Um, you know, did he did he lose control of himself? And he said it was it was incredible. He said he was literally the same guy. He was making jokes, and you and I have talked about this pretty much all season that. He he'll get on a guy. It's not like he's this droid that's just going to sit there and just give you platitudes mm-hmm. and tell you how great you are. But he will get on you, and he's gotten on guys, you know, throughout the season. But I thought it was an interesting remark about how he said that's what sold him, and that he didn't change his demeanor when a guy messed up. And I saw that up close against TCU when, uh, you know, when Arizona. We've talked about it before. When Arizona's down six or whatever, and uh, he didn't start calling a bunch of timeouts. Didn't start going crazy and doing all that. He was the same cool, calm, and collected. And I think that's a really underrated part to what Tommy Lloyd brings.
2: Uh, it is. And, and if uh, this recruit... Uh noted that specifically that's a good sign right. and uh, maybe a good sign for future recruits as well uh give me a breakdown on him if you don't mind what, right. what year is he? he's going to be what position right. does he so play he's
1: 2023 shooting guard about six foot four 200 pounds really solid like I said he's built a lot like Hassan Adams was when he came in and he's got much of that quick twitch type uh, athleticism he, he's what year He's a junior this year. He's going to okay. be a senior. There's been okay. some talk about him reclassifying, but he is. Basically
2: oh, so oh, okay. So he's a high school kid. He's still a high school. Okay. Kid, yes. Okay.
1: But he is. Uh, he, he's not a transfer portal kid. He's, he's, a, high he's kid. a high school. kid. He's a high school kid. He's a five. He's a five star kid. Yeah. Uh, he'll be a McDonald's All American. Everything like that. Where he is fascinating, though, is that his ranking probably isn't as good as he should be. I mean, you look at it, this looks like a top 10 type kid right there. And it looks like, like I said, it, it looks like an Olson era type guy. Um, it funny story though, about how he was recruited like, uh, Arizona, I guess under Sean Miller, you know, kicked the rocks a little bit. And, uh, I guess it got back to Tommy Lloyd that hey, this kid's from Tucson and he's been to Tucson and you know he's interested and I think Tommy Lloyd took about five seconds to offer him a scholarship then, but no, he's a he's a different animal entirely. Um, he he would easily be a one and done type guy and I wow. think I think okay. that's what you looked at though when you looked at Arizona and again we don't want to like don't want to you know exaggerate or uh you know make too big of a deal about what happened against houston but there were certainly positions on the court where you just weren't as quick and arizona fans i don't think are necessarily used to that i think arizona fans at least you know with loot you're more worried about getting beat up than saying oh man we don't have any quickness on the perimeter Mm -hmm. i think that is the next step if you're tommy lloyd though is to probably get some guys who are a little bit more quicker at that one that two slot
2: right there that makes sense uh absolutely it does and i think that was probably you know working in the equation remember lloyd was lloyd inherited a very good starting lineup right. but a starting lineup that had you know that wasn't perfect right. at a time where miller was re, was trying to piece together a team with the specter of sanctions over him right. so the fact that he got the roster that he did was pretty good and then lloyd tried to fill in some spe- uh, some pieces as best he can and Good in a given situation, but there were some matchup limitations that occurred, clearly occurred, and TCU almost was able to exploit it, and Houston clearly was. So working in a direction where a school like Arizona can upgrade its athleticism across the board, I don't think should be surprising to anybody. All right, here's something that shouldn't be
1: surprising to anybody is the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Put down $5 on Bryson DeChambeau in the major tournament coming up right here. Man, that sounded like somebody that doesn't know anything about golf. The major (laughs) tournament coming up here. and uh, That major tournament, you'd better work on this promo quickly. And you get $25 for every birdie. That simple, that easy, Bryson DeChambeau. All right, before we sign off, I wanted to tell everybody out there that's worrying about Adia Barnes and the entire transfer portal situation. She's losing five players. This is what happens when you get really good. This is what happens when you get a really good program. She's got a top five, top 10 class coming in. And a lot of these players that have left People are saying, "Oh, you know, is the is the program healthy?" No, I think it's just a situation where you know certain play your your program just kind of outlives certain players, and I think that's really what this comes down to. It's a little bit like Sean Miller when he took over, and you had like Garland Judkins yeah, right. and Darnell Schumper. and on the team. and what
2: we hope Arizona football is going through as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, there, there are there are players who try hard who helped you here, but. Those aren't the players that are ultimately going to get you to where you want to be.
1: Right. And you know what? I, I respect a coach that's going to say, you know what? I just don't know that there's necessarily a spot for you right here. So, again, that's that's where I would not worry at all about this, mainly because if you watch De'a Barnes on the Final Four you know, broadcast, you can tell she gets it. There's very few coaches that have come through the U of A where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't have to worry about anything right there. Tommy Lloyd, I think, is kind of that to a certain extent. But Adia Barnes, if you look at her track records, kind of in that same boat. So I wouldn't worry at all about these transfers right there. Things are all full speed ahead. We'll be back with you tomorrow on the the, uh, AZ Wildcats podcast.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match.